The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Okay, let's take a look at what's happening at the Cargill Meatpacking Plant in High River. It reopened today after being closed temporarily on uh, April 20th because of what has become the largest COVID-19 outbreak in the country. Nearly half of its 2,000 employees testing positive for the virus. As I told you, one of those uh, has, has passed away. On Friday, United Food and Commercial Workers Local 401, the union representing Cargill workers, filed legal action to stop the planned reopening. There was mediation throughout the weekend but no agreement was reached and today this morning the plant reopened thomas hess is the president of ufcw 401 which represents the workers at the plant thomas joins us now thomas welcome to the show good afternoon thanks for having me all right so um what's the situation this afternoon i know this morning uh that uh, union members were uh, out, out front of the plant you know really making your presence known eight hours later what does it look like well um it's actually not correct to say that the plant has uh has actually opened uh many many workers have uh exercised their right to refuse unsafe work the law in alberta says that if a worker reasonably believes uh, a workplace to be dangerous or their work to be dangerous rather they don't have to do the work over the last 48 hours we've surveyed the workers with um, and we've spoken and connected with 650 or more workers 80 percent of them uh, said we don't believe the plant should be open and 85 percent of them uh, said that they didn't uh, feel that uh, the plant was safe and that they were frightened and so uh, the numbers of people who arrived at the plant today really reflected that. I myself counted, you know, 50 or 60 people only going to work of a possible staff complement of 2,000. This is a place that typically operates two shifts and kills and processes 4,000 to 5,000 cows per day. So in reality, uh, the business is operating uh, really at a trickle. So the doors are open, but if there's only 50 or 60 employees in there, there's not a lot of meat getting um, getting uh, butchered and, and impacted up, that sort of thing. Can you tell me, go into a little bit more detail about what the workers are telling you about the situation that they have been in and about, uh, and about how they're feeling about going back. When you say they're scared, they're worried. I, I mean, I, ca- I can't imagine having to make a decision whether or not I wanted to go back in there and take a chance of getting sick or having been forced to go there or feel pressured to go there over the past couple of weeks thomas what has it been like for them oh it's been it's been horrible men you know these workers are uh invisible uh to most of us we you know we walk and we you know uh, stroll the meat counter and we buy our hamburger and our steaks and our roasts without really thinking about the conditions under which uh, uh, those products are produced. I mean, Human Rights Watch, other groups will already tell you that this is uh, one of the most dangerous jobs in the world measured by rate of injury. People with razor-sharp knives working elbow to elbow. Uh, it's cold, it's uh, wet, it's slippery. In some ways, you can't even practice social distancing. If a, if a supervisor is going to give a worker an instruction, it is so loud in these plants, they must literally walk up to a worker 
and speak into their ear. So the pre-existing conditions are not amenable to social distancing. The entire place is built around efficiencies and social proximity. So when layering a, a social a, 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 a pandemic, COVID-19, on top of that circumstance, has really been horrifying for people. And they, as well, they're, they're disadvantaged people. Uh, they're making, you know, certainly decent money because it's a unionized workplace. You know, you can start there making in excess of $20 an hour. But they're certainly not getting rich, and they need that paycheck. Uh, people make that kind of money, but they still live paycheck to paycheck in our society. It's a very expensive society. And so they're torn. They're torn between the desire to make a living and the desire to protect their lives. Thomas Hess is the president of UFCW 401, and we're talking about what's happening uh, at the Cargill Meatpacking Plant in High River. So mediation was uh, ongoing over the weekend. Um, nothing um, was resolved there. I understand that there was um, you know, hope. There was hope to get um, you know the plant from stopping reopening this morning. That necessarily didn't happen either. What's the union's next move? Where are we in this process? Well, you know, sadly, I. I wrote uh, to Cargill yesterday and I, I, I said to them, listen, let's let this mediation process uh, play out. Don't let the plant open for a few more days. Let's get some momentum. Your employees are, are terrified. Why don't you listen to your own employees? Don't listen to me. Listen to your employees. And we haven't even heard back from them. And it appears as though that they can, they're sort of continuing down the path to destruction. The, the problem here is this is becoming a national embarrassment for Alberta. I mean, we are proud of our beef industry in Alberta. We're proud of our ranchers. We love Alberta beef. Uh, we like to consume our Alberta beef. It's, uh, it's um, Alberta beef is a world-class brand. And Cargill is bringing a black eye and a stigma to it. And so our lawyers are exploring um, new options and new causes of action. But, you know, to some extent, the numbers are going to speak for themselves. Uh, Cargill uh, cannot operate without workers, and uh, workers aren't going in to work. And they're taking massive losses every day. Uh, the stigma about Alberta continues, and we're really hoping that they're going to kind of wake up one morning and say to themselves, you know, this can't, we can't, simply can't continue to act this way, and that the power of the people and the pressure of the circumstance and public pressure is, is going to make them come uh, to their senses. Mr. Hess, I know that Premier Kenny has been asked about this numerous times. Uh, Dr. Gina Hinshaw has been asked about this numerous times during her her um, her daily updates. Are are you um, surprised, maybe, that the province hasn't stepped in more here? Well, you know, I I really don't think this is a political issue. And Dr. Dr. Hinshaw, as, a, as an employee of the government of Alberta, and, uh, Premier Kenny, of course, is the UCP premier of Alberta. And uh, I think one of the problems is is COVID-19 um, demands that we reinvent ourselves and think in different ways. And I think we need to set the politics aside of sort of, sort of always lining up with big businesses. I mean, Cargill is a huge corporation, family owned, 15 of the family members are billionaires based in the United States. 
Uh, you know, I, when I want to communicate with them, I've got to talk to someone in Wichita, Kansas. And we shouldn't be aligning ourselves during COVID-19 with big business interests. We should be aligning ourselves with the citizens of Alberta and vulnerable workers to ensure that, uh, you know, they can go to work. And when there's a hamburger on my plate, no one had to die. To, no one had to die for it to get there. Mr. Hess, I know um, Cargill saying that uh, new measures have been put in place uh, regarding you know, carpooling and they've been providing buses, that they've sanitized the plant, you know, numerous things that Cargill is saying that it has done uh, in, in anticipation of, quotes, reopening today. What more do you want done? What does a union want done for the employees? Yeah, Car- Cargill really needs to completely realign their culture. There is a plant in in Red Deer uh, that uh, and the Olimel uh, pork plant, and there's fifteen or sixteen hundred workers there. They kill five or six thousand uh, pigs a day. Um, it is a, a similar operation, and uh, you know I would give Olimel a passing grade in terms of transparency and listening to their workforce. And I would give uh, Cargill a failing grade. Uh, Companies need to adjust their culture. They need to meet with workers, listen to their workers, and, and sincerely and in good faith listen to what their workers have to say. And Cargill's not doing that. I see this plant operate, the Olimel plant operate in Red Deer, and there hasn't been a single uh, case of COVID yet. Now, that may happen, but it certainly speaks volumes that weeks can pass at a plant like that with a different sort of culture and a different sort of feel without a single diagnosis. And yet we see, frankly, Cargill's uh, arrogance, their refusal to listen to their own workers, translating into into people acquiring this terrible disease and, and dying. Thomas, I'm almost out of time here, but I wanted to ask you this. As as the union that represents the workers at this plant, uh, the union has known the, the situation that these workers have worked in, obviously, for years. You know what it's like. You know probably where they live, how they're getting back and forth to work. Does the union take any blame for not standing up sooner for these workers and, 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 and helping them um, get out of a situation like this or maybe push for changes sooner than what this pandemic? I mean, why did it take a pandemic to push for these changes? Well, we've gone on on strike at at this uh, at this plant, and we have an excellent worker contract. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the law in Alberta, in particular, only gives us a certain number of tools to enforce that contract. Unions don't exist unless governments enact legislation that allow them to exist and allow them to have uh, meaningful tools in their toolbox to enforce their contracts. These employees are much better off with a union than they would be without one. But uh, labor laws in Alberta really uh, don't give workers and unions the kind of rights that they need to have in order to push some of these things to the wall. And the Cargill circumstances is proving that. Mr. Hess, I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon. I appreciate your time and uh, we'll be keeping a close eye on what happens on this plant in the, in the hours ahead and the days ahead. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Thank you.
Take care now. Thomas Hess, the president of UFCW 401, taking care of, well, um, is the union representing the workers at the Cargill meatpacking plant. As I mentioned, you'll be sure that Dr. Hinshaw will be asked about that coming up in just about an hour's time. You'll hear her answers right here on 630 Chet.